excited you could be here today. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do and what you blog about? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I have my personal blog and that started with uh, mostly just blogging about writing. And then I blog where I actually make a little bit of money doing it for a podcast production company and some of their sponsors. So when did your blogging journey begin? Um, let's see. Oh, I had to write it down because I couldn't even remember when I when I when I tried to remember. June twenty first, twenty nineteen is when I wrote my first blog post on my website. So that's when it started, and then probably within a few months of doing that, I met up with some guys that uh, wanted to talk to me about that on their podcast, and I ended up working for them and starting my own podcast. So was the podcasting first, or was the blogging first? The blogging was first. Okay, what did you do before that? Well, like but by your... a short margin. Okay. Before that, I was a middle school teacher. Really? Middle school? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I was a substitute teacher for two years in, a, in another lifetime, and I, I could never go back. So when did you decide to stop teaching and start doing stuff in the content creation side of things? My wife had our fourth kid, which we were not expecting, but, you know, it worked out. And uh, it just didn't really make sense for me to be teaching anymore for the amount of money that we were going to be spending on childcare and everything else. I was barely bringing home anything. So I started doing the stay-at-home dad thing and started blogging and writing a book and ended up doing podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So now my my certificate is gone. I guess I could go back and get it renewed if I wanted to, but I kind of like where I'm at. Yeah, our educators in, in this country do not get paid enough money. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, I can't even imagine, <laughs> I can't even imagine like trying to handle all those expenses, especially childcare and that take home pay from, from an educator perspective, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so now you said you blog a little bit about writing. Do you still blog about that specifically, or do you do more than just that on, on your website? On my blog now I'll blog uh, about my podcast, about some of my friends' podcasts. Um, every now and then I'll drop something about writing, but when I first started the blog, all I was doing was writing a novel. So that was the epicenter of my entire world was writing. And so now I still will, still will write about it from time to time. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit random what, what comes out on my personal blog. Okay. Now is the, is the blog monetized? Uh, No, it's not. I've used it to profit. Let's try that again. Let's speak English. Yeah. (laughs) I've used it to um, like trade professional services with other people where I've said, Hey, you know, if I can get some attention on whatever you're doing, will you give me a discounted rate or, you know, we'll just swap sees if it's uh, worth that same amount monetarily. And so I guess I've not completely not used it, but uh, yeah, I don't make steady income with it. Okay. So in terms of monetization, what are you doing for, for, for that aspect of things? Is it strictly blogging for the podcast hosting company or, or what do you do? So I blog for the podcast company as well as some of their podcasts. Okay. And then from time to time, one of their sponsors will say, oh, you have a, a blogger who, you know, you seem to like does gets some results. And so I've gotten stuff from them. And then people have reached out to me from sponsors that said, oh, yeah, this guy, we hired him and he did a good job. So. OK, cool. So, so do you do ghostwriting for like other websites or? or- yeah. Yeah. I've worked for 
um, people that were trying to promote social issues. I did some stuff for a, a hospital that didn't get credited. Uh, some writing for people in the, I'm in Michigan and we have a uh, recreational and medical marijuana here. So I've written for people in the cannabis industry, uh, personal improvement, mental health, religious issues. So it sounds like a lot of the stuff you've been doing has been based on like referrals and word of mouth. Have you actually yeah. gone out and advertised yourself at all? I did a little bit, but then I got to a point where I started getting people asking me to do more than I could say yes to. So I just went back to the old school referral system, but I had like a contact page on my website that said, you know, I write, here's some of my stuff. Contact me if you're interested. But uh, as of right now, that page is asleep. That's amazing. Wow. So so to someone who wants to get into what it is you're doing, what would you recommend to them? <laughs> See, I'm not uh, a good person to probably ask that because I literally just fell into it. Somebody said, oh, you write a blog and you're writing a novel. Come talk about all that on my podcast. Hey, you should start a podcast. Will you write our blogs? And so... I guess more than anything, I just kind of put out there into the universe. I'm a writer. I do writerly things. And that's one of the more in-demand things right now. Now, would you say that um, that the podcasting has been helping you with the networking, though? Oh, for sure. And it goes both ways, too. But um, the podcast, I also started that thinking that that would be a good way to reach out to potential uh, blog clients or when this book comes out this summer, get people you know in the know about the book. But uh, since then, I've made a lot of friends that way. I've made professional connections that way. And it's been, uh, well, as I'm sure you know, podcasting, it, it's done a lot more for me personally than I expected it to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I started mine, I had no idea that people were actually going to care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, for a while, they didn't care about mine. I just I was telling somebody that I got more downloads on a single day last week than I did in like the first three months for a whole month of podcasting. Well, it is amazing how much the industry has just blown up just since like just since 2019, because 2019 is when I went to my very first podcast movement and kind of became addicted to the idea of the medium. I, mm -hmm. I bought my domain for Bloggy Friends show in 2016, and I've been talking about it since then. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to blog about well, I'm going to podcast about bloggers because I was already blogging about blogging. And yeah. uh, so I was like, yeah, I want a podcast. It's all about bloggers and spotlighting bloggers. And then I kind of just sat on it and was afraid to launch. And then in 2019, an opportunity came my way to, to go to podcast movement. I learned about it and just became obsessed, like right off the bat, because the community of podcasters, it's fascinating how caring they are. I mean, and I'm not oh, talking yeah. about your like super influencers that are, you know, oh, do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, but the um, the ones that are like, you know, the OGs that were, you know, really getting into the business for for the art of talking to people and for getting their message out there. It's just such a fun community. Yeah. Now, yeah. So what and is your podcast? I've seen about? that a little bit across other mediums, too, because I, pod, well, going into what I podcast, but it's called Creative Ops. And I just talk to creative people and we talk about their creative process. And usually it's around like an hour or so. So we'll talk about, you know, whatever personal stuff comes up, too. But um yeah, everyone says the same thing. Like, yeah, when you just dive all into something, whether it's an art community or a blogging community or a podcast community or a writing community, there's a lot of people that you would expect would hold their secrets and not want to let you get one step ahead of them. But everyone's, oh, yeah, yeah, you do this. You should do this. You know, somebody you should talk to is this person over here and they could probably help you with that. And everyone wants everyone to succeed. It's it's a lot less competitive and more enthusiastic than I thought it would be coming into writing communities and pod, podcasting communities. 
Now, would you say now I, I kind of already have my 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 biases on this, but I, I really want to know what you think about this. Do you think a blogger getting started today needs a podcast? I mean, I would tell anybody to start one, regardless if you're trying to do anything that's, you know, kind of in the entertainment sphere. Podcasting is a great way to network and get the word of mouth out. Um, do you need one? No, but I think it definitely would help your outreach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of what I feel about it is, you know, I know uh, this one guy I, I interviewed for for a company podcast uh, recently. He was basically saying that they used to do all of their efforts were on guest blogging. Like it was it was mm. what they would do. They would I mean, he did like PR and all that kind of stuff. And and he would constantly just be you got to go and, and and guest blog for everybody. And now he's like doesn't do any of that. It's all guest podcasting because he says yeah. guest podcasting is the new guest blogging. And it's so much faster because, you know, you already have all this this knowledge in your brain. You have all this um, expertise in your brain. So rather than trying to figure out, OK, what ranks for SEO? I can just tell you about the shit I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, because people yeah. say, why? How do how do people pay you to write blogs? Why would it's all search engine optimization? It yeah, really is. Ultimately. Yeah, because I mean, and it's so sad because like the most, you know, the, the largest expert in any field, if they can't optimize it the way that Google wants it to be optimized, then you're never going to find it. And yeah, you need the so, right keyword density, the right thing in your H2 headings. And yeah. 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 So then they need a podcast so they can wax philosophical on everything that they're thinking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so how often does your podcast come out? It's weekly, unless I, you know, say I'm taking a break. I usually do a really around the holidays or sometimes in the summers. Um, but otherwise it's every Monday. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. With an so, interview every other Monday and then usually like a 10 to 20 minute solo that just kind of talks about whatever I'm doing or things that I've learned about the podcast or whatever's, you know, socially happening. Okay. So we've, we've already alluded to the fact that, that you and I met through a, a tweet that I put out. I, I had yeah. put out a cattle Wait. call, if you will. Honestly, I didn't see that first. My friend Jason, who um, started the podcast company, he said, he's like, dude, this sounds perfect for you. So I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's awesome. So how do you find your your guests, though? How do you how do you go about finding people to be on your show? <clears throat> a lot of times I'll see somebody in the moment and go, hey, I have a podcast. And a lot of times I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are just game for it. So I've seen musicians at shows and been like, hey, I have a podcast. And they'll, oh, I'll do it. Or um Instagram, a lot of times, if I see somebody who just has like an original page and they're a writer or an artist or a comedian, I'll reach out and ask if they want to talk for an hour. And, you know, it, when you first start a podcast, they'll look and see like, oh, you have two podcasts. No, nah, I'm good. But, <laughs> you know, you got to bug some friends and people to come on. But after a while, then, uh, yeah, people see that it's a real show. It's got some consistency to it and it's a little bit easier. It's, it's amazing how receptive people have been to if you have at least more than a couple of episodes, they're like, yeah. oh, OK, I'm in. Yeah. 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 Do you, yeah, do you I ever know. get One nervous? Just released six episodes for his first drop because he was like, yeah, I just want people to have to be able to kind of dive in all at once. Yeah, that's really idea. smart. That's very yeah. smart. Do you, do you ever get nervous whenever you're outreaching? Um, not really. I get more nervous when I'm about to talk to somebody because I'm okay. a pretty outgoing person anyway, but just to like. Oh, we're doing this. No backing yeah. out. It's going to be on record. Okay, here we go. Yeah, like, uh, oh, shit, it's being recorded. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first half dozen times, I was probably, like, more nervous than my guests, and they were looking at me like, is this guy okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny because every time I hit record or, or even if I'm just like turning on the, the camera, we're, do, we're doing this on Zoom right now. Um, but every time that I hit record, I still get those little butterflies. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I'm an outgoing person, too. I love yeah. talking to people. I love, you know, interacting with them. But even I'm just like, uh oh. <laughs> and yeah. then, of course, like the worst part is whenever you completely forget everything you wanted to say. That's why I've gotten really good about I have all my notes of everything that I sent to you. It's all right in front of me so that if I forget something, I can just look really quickly and go, OK, yeah, I really wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll usually think of some bullet points ahead of time. And then if I am just sitting there and go, uh, look down and go, we haven't talked about that yet. OK, yeah, let's talk about that. I love that. Then, I love that. And then I added out my moment of, uh. So it sounds like I'm a lot better at this than I really am. Yeah. Sometimes I just leave them in because it's like, you know, I, I, I kind of like the raw and the real a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you want to be a little polished, but I, I kind of feel like for for my podcast, it's been a lot more um, just like the fun and and the the not as polished because, you know, whenever okay. I'm doing it for clients, I know I have to be, you know, very Ashley's professional. <laughs> but here, but here I'm like, no, nah, I'm just talking to my friends. I don't care. That's why. Yeah, that's yeah part especially of why when I you write it. professionally, everybody's constantly like, oh, ooh, I shouldn't say ain't in front of them or I should make sure that I'm using the, do I use the Oxford comma or do I not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I, care. Yeah, exactly. And then that, that's the other good thing about podcasting is you don't have to think about any of that when you're talking. It's like, yeah. who cares if I, you know, am not using the exact proper language? So right. that's awesome. Yeah. So now um, you, your website, uh, ChristopherTown.com, is there mm -hmm. a reason you chose to just have it be your name instead of something other than just your name? I think I'm just bad at titles. At one time I tried a couple out and uh, just every time I went to it or wrote it down or told somebody that it was called something else, I was like, Ugh. so yeah, I know I would like uh, Chuck Wendig is a science fiction writer slash kind of horror writer who, uh, I tried to kind of model mine after his at first, and his is called terribleminds.com. That's an awesome website name, blog name, but I just, I was super unoriginal and just went with my name. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that though, because at least, you know, you're branded. You are the brand. Yeah. So, um, so what do you see for like the future of your, your blogging, your podcasting and all of that stuff? Um, well, I've been using money that I've been making from blogging to, put towards uh, this book that I'm self-publishing this year because uh, that costs more than I anticipated it would. But it's nice to have full control on things too because I talked to some small publishers who were like, yep, we've got our own editor and we've got our own book designer. I was like, I don't really want to use your editor or your book designer. So um, yeah, the blogging, as far as all that goes, will continue to go on kind of in support of the other writing and podcasting things that I've been doing. And the podcasting, at first, I just thought it was going to be a, here, this is how I'll build an audience. But uh, it's really become more of a community. So, yes, podcasting is definitely a community. So t tell me a little bit about, about your book. Well, you said it's coming out this fall. Uh, June 3rd is the oh. tentative date for that right now. OK, so, so what's it about? Somebody's going to format it. I got another guy who I'm supposed to talk to tonight about the cover. Um, it's called Switchers and it's a time travel thriller, I guess you could say. Um, it's not super hard on the science, but you know, it's time travel. So it is science fiction. It's a bunch of kids in 1996 get stuck in a war between people from our near future and people in 1996. And there's something terrible happening in the near future that everyone's trying to escape. But when they go back in time, so <clears throat> let's say me, if I'm 40 years old and I'm like, Oh, I got to go back to 1990, whatever my 
40-year-old self will swap bodies with my you know, 14-year-old self. So then this book is taking place from the 14-year-olds who are getting sent into the future, into their adult bodies to face wars and natural disasters and all kinds of fun stuff. It's giving me looper vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody else told me that they thought it was like that too. I still got to see that one. That's one of the few that I haven't seen. Oh man. Travel goes. One, of, one of my favorite movies, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, and Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, so good. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Now you're making yeah, me want to go I've, see it. I've been getting so many movie recommendations. People are like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Looper. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah. One of my, uh, uh, one of my blogger friends that um, I, I used to actually ghostwrite with, um, he has an awesome podcast called The Crooked Table. And it's all about like reviews of like all the different movies. I've been on his show a couple of times. We, we talked about like Fight Club and, and uh, Confidence and, and things like that. And we haven't talked about Looper yet. And if he hasn't done that, now you're reminding me, I got to make a note. <laughs> I got to ask him if we can jam on that. So, yeah. um, so Gosh, you're doing so much. How do you keep track of everything that you're doing? Like, do you have a content production system, a, a calendar? What do you do? I have like one of those right here sitting under me, one of those desk calendars. I write everything down on that. I also have a little one that I carry around with me. So if I am out and about and I book somebody, I can real quick write it down. Um, I use digital calendars a little bit too, but mostly, mostly I rely on this giant desk calendar. Yeah. So uh, you're an analog guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I write too on, on yellow legal pads before I put it on the computer. So that whole book that's coming out this summer was written by hand first and then put into a computer. Amazing. So now in terms of for the book, are you planning on like doing like a whole press podcast, you know, constantly like reaching out to people to, to promote it that way? Or how are you going to go about promoting it? Yeah, I'll definitely reach out, go on some other podcasts, talk about it on mine. Um, even if it's just little, Hey, before I introduce this guest today, don't forget, I got a book out, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how else, uh, how else I'll push it into the world. I know I've got a couple other friends in the podcast community who are really good with audio visual stuff. Um, I'm more just audio. So they said, you know, they want to help me do something. So we'll see. So, well, what speaking that of audio, <laughs> speaking of audio, are you going to release it as an audio book as well? Record yourself oh, yeah. reading the book. That's brilliant. I love yep, it. There's different services. Um, ACX is the big one, but there's uh, places that you can go through them and actually like interview and try out different voice actors too. So, it's so like more busy stuff to put on my plate. I think it's awesome though. So, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Like you have a lot that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And not having the traditional, you know, desk job helps a lot too. I can get everything that I need to get done, done on a Monday and a Tuesday and then spend the rest of the week booking guests or writing or editing or whatever else I got to do. Now, what do you do whenever you're like, you wake up on that Monday and you're like, I just don't feel like doing it. And nobody's there telling you, well, you got to do it or you're fired. Well, I got all those kids. And so I only have a small amount of time that I can do it. And it's while they're at school. Um, so I'm usually constantly thinking, oh, when I talk to this person, I need to ask him this or Ooh, in this next scene, I should be writing this. So by the time I actually get a, a moment to sit down, I'm usually within an hour hard at work doing something. That's, that's really cool. Like to know that you're actually self-disciplined to, to do that. Cause there are moments <laughs> where like, I'll have a long to-do list and I'm just like, well, you know, I could do that or I could take a nap. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got my days too, but, um, just because I've got and two of my four kids are 
what are they now? They're eight and six. So it's, it's a full-time job when they're not around. It's like my speed is a lot slower than their speed. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of a reprieve if anything. Now, so if you weren't doing the blogging and the podcasting, what do you think you'd be doing? <sighs> I had interviewed for a couple jobs doing like editing and, um, what do they call that? Copywriting. But, uh, Ultimately, days didn't work out. Hours were either too much or too little or was too far away. So I don't know, probably something in in that yeah. sphere of things. Still writing or, you know, judging grammar somehow or another. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned um, was that you like having the control and that's why you just decided to self-publish. Um, there's a book by James Altucher called Choose Yourself. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I decided that I really wanted to work for myself is if I'm the only one that's in control of whether or not I'm bringing in income, bringing in clients, you know, and putting out content into the world by choosing myself, I'm making sure that I'm getting it done the way that I want it done. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm controlling my, my narrative, if you will. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you should definitely check out that book if you haven't, it's really good. James Altucher is one of my favorite authors. He's kind of, um, eccentric. And he's wild, but his books are so good. So good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big nonfiction, uh, nonfiction fan. I love nonfiction books. <laughs> I've been getting into that more lately. I just read, I can never remember how to say his name. It's either Garriott or Garyo, but he was Richard Gary. Garriott is the guy who invented the first massive multiplayer role-playing game, like back before World of Warcraft and all that. And he wrote a book called Explore, Create, and just talks about, you know, basically living your life, uh, letting your imagination take the wheel. Yeah. And he's doing done that. He's been literally in a submarine that was underneath the Titanic and he's been in space and he's invented all these games and he's worked on movies and he's done all these things. And it just, you know, all kind of comes from having that, like nothing's impossible. I can do it. I don't need somebody else to make my way for me. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, now you mentioned, uh, role-playing games. Do you, do you play any on your own? Um, no, not really. But that part of his book was fascinating because of just like the, the sociological experiment part of it. He said that this is something that they found early and it's held true ever since. And the research that's been done is that anytime you have a massive online world, it'll be 5% almost exactly of the people are only there to... Do, can you swear on this or no? Okay. <laughs> are there just to fuck with other people. So, I mean, that's really not that far off from how people in the world are too. You see a lot of negative comments. People are like, oh man, I'm just going to get off Twitter because people here are so toxic. It's like, that's at best 5% of the population. They're just making the most noise. Don't worry about it. It's true. I mean, and the, the funny thing is like it, there is toxicity everywhere. There really is. Oh, yeah. um, I, I'm it's obsessed. easy to find. <laughs> yes, it really is. And uh, I, my uh, my role playing game that I'm obsessed with is uh, Final Fantasy. I'm playing Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 14. You know, uh, and Endwalker just came out, and I'm I'm still going through Heaven's Ward. I'm I'm very obsessed with that. And it's it's funny that most of the people are really nice. They're really yeah. nice. But then you get you know that one or two that you just. They're mean. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. had this guy like trying to mansplain to me how my my uh, character needed to be, you know, done a certain way. And I wasn't doing it the way that he thought I should. And it's just like, you know, just leave, man. Like you're ruining the whole day for me. I came here to play and you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, yeah. get a it, life and go live it, man. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, some people just want to make problems for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. People don't watch yeah. the world burn. I've seen people on like YouTubers who I would, uh, I like 
outdoorsy, not totally outdoorsy. I like to hike and camp and stuff like that. Um, there was a guy that I followed who does all these videos about, you know, how to hike and do things super lightweight. And he did one video just being like, stop commenting that you think that people that do ultralight hiking are weak or whatever. I don't care what you think. Just stop. Don't watch my videos and then comment. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> We're all doing bro, it wrong. Even, somebody. <laughs> like, bro, don't even, don't even worry about those people. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So um, I, we're, we're kind of wrapping up on time now, but uh, I got to oh, ask yeah. you one thing that I have not asked you is, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you really wish we had? Um, well, as far as blogging goes, I would tell anybody who's listening, if you're just getting started, if you've never had a job before, like a paying job, charge more money than you feel comfortable charging. Otherwise, you're going to be like, yeah, I had this job, but it took way too long to do and I didn't charge enough money. I charged somebody like $25 for something that I ended up taking almost three hours to write. So figure out how long it's going to take to research and write something and charge accordingly. People will pay if it's worth it. Absolutely. That is really sound advice. And I've definitely had uh, similar experiences. I mean, there was one girl that I, or one woman that I used to work for. Um, she was known for like trying to convince people to write as cheaply as possible. And she would convince you that, you know, oh, if you do this, I'm going to give you so much work. And then you don't even think about the fact like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to get so much work. But <laughs> that means yeah. that I'm going to be doing like three times the amount of work for crappy pay. Yeah. Yeah. People that, that are handing out money always lean more towards do more work, not get paid more. But yeah, yeah, get paid exactly. More, for sure. If you're worth so, it and what you're doing is worth it, get paid more. Yes. And uh, and plus, you know, the more you write, the better you're going to get at it and the more you're going to learn what you care about. And so I feel like when it comes to blogging, the more you can do, the better, because as you as you keep going and, and keep, you know, honing in on your craft, you're going to learn what things you actually want to become an expert in. And the more you become an expert in it, the more likely you are to actually get those paying gigs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, well, I just want to say I appreciate your time. I feel like everything you shared was really fun. And cool. I haven't had anybody yet that's um, that's doing like a, a self-published self -published nonfiction book or excuse me, fiction book. So yeah. um so that's exciting. I can't wait to see it come out and maybe we'll have to bring you back on and, and have you talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to tell you too, I used to play Final Fantasy back in the like actual like PlayStation, PlayStation days. Yeah. I think the last one I played was like six or seven, but I talked to a drummer on my podcast. Uh, his name is Jake Bryan. He's a drummer for Heartsick. And before he was in that band, he was in a Final Fantasy tribute band with guys that would like meet and play with each other. I'm using air quotes online they were all from different parts of the country and then they would m travel to these like conventions practice for a couple hours together and then play these conventions that is the coolest thing and, and I know, right? it's just mind-blowing how many different ways that you can create content there are <laughs> yeah 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 if you like something you can blog about it you can do a youtube show about it you can make a tribute band about it there's all kinds of ways to monetize. There's there's plenty of money out there. You just got to find out what works for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. 